Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. People who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and sick, every sickness among the people. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior Jesus, who is the Christ. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, we come to you this day and we give you thanks for the many gifts that you have given to us. Be with us and guide us that we may go into your world and proclaim your love. This we ask in your holy and your precious name. Amen. So Jesus heard that John had been arrested and he proclaimed that the kingdom of heaven has come near as he was beginning his ministry. And what a wonderful comfort that is to know that, that the kingdom is near. And Jesus begins to proclaim and to go and to teach. And sometimes we start to think about what that means for us as we go towards the calling of the disciples. But... I want, to, I want to ask a question. How many of you have ever been fishing? I think most of us have. Now, when you're a first-time fisher person, usually what happens is somebody takes a pole for you and they put probably a big round red and white bobber on it, right? And they hold up a squiggly worm and oftentimes a kid will go I don't want to touch it you know well if you want to catch fish you have to put the worm on the hook and so the dad or the grandfather or the uncle or whoever is helping put the worm on the hook and we get the line out and the bobber in the water for the kid and it goes something like this hopefully you you hope the bobber goes down really quick right but it goes like this Why aren't the fish eating? Are they going to eat soon? Can I go play? 
Now, if you're a more experienced fisherman, you're probably doing one of these things. You're casting out, and you're reeling in, cast out. Well, they're not biting the green thing today, and you put a red one on. Oh, let's try the purple one instead. That's, that's my lucky one. Bless you. They must be deeper than this. I, gotta put, I have to put some weight on. I've got to put a sinker on there so it holds it down a little bit, right? I know why they're not biting. It's not a full moon. Or, wait, 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 I know. The tide's going out instead of coming in, right? Or, we have all these legends and reasons why we think fish bite or don't bite. And we explain, and we like to explain our lack of catching fish to some of those things. Sometimes, though, we need to just think about what that means to be caught. And we could even argue that, you know, bait had been thrown out for us and, uh, and we were caught and pulled in, but God fishes differently than that. God threw the net out over all of us, if you will, and drug us ashore. It wasn't that we took the worm or the lure or whatever, but we are drug ashore. And sometimes we come ashore kicking and screaming and yelling and wanting to go the other direction. I actually think it's a riot and I love it when a baby screams at baptism because... What a radical thing that's happening as the promise of the love of God washes on that child. Isn't that a, a description of who we are sometimes wanting to run the opposite way? But we are pulled into God's family. We are pulled through with that net and we are then called to go out into God's world to proclaim the good news of Jesus to share his love, to share the gifts of grace, to share everything that God has given to us. But sometimes we don't agree and we find ourselves being going different directions. As a matter of fact, all you have to do is look at this last two or three days. We've had History in the making where we had the 45th president of the United States inaugurated and the very next day millions of people across different cities went on a march. Now it doesn't matter if you agree with side A or side B. I think the reality and the point is that we need to be one in Christ. We need to be one together and not divided. We need to be one together as people of God who are going to go into God's world to proclaim the goodness of God to all people. We can agree that we disagree on maybe political topics or whatever those issues are, but more importantly, we need to be one in Christ. Because we have been called as children of God to be proclaimers of the good news. We have been called as children of God to go and to share, 
to, to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to serve those in need, to let others hear of the message of God in such a way that they will come and maybe hear that love, that grace, in a new and exciting way in their lives. Sometimes, as disciples, it's hard work. As followers of Christ, we may go and ask someone to join us in church, and they don't take the bait. And so we're like that kid at the fishing hole wondering when something was going to happen. The reality is, it's not us, but it's God and the Holy Spirit working in and through us that brings people to God. And it's the gift and promise of Jesus in our lives that we, as disciples of the living Christ, are called to go into his world. There are so many things that we can do. There are so many ways each of us are disciples of the living Christ and how we might share that, be it at home or at work or at play or wherever that might be. And I would imagine that we all have the opportunity, if we really seriously thought about it, to do, to do an amazing thing. To go and to take time during this week in the midst of all the hecticness of our schedules and to share the goodness of God, the good news of Jesus with at least one person. I bet you could do that. I bet you could take the time to invite someone to join you in worship. And I bet you could take the time to listen to someone who's in need, who just needs a listening ear. There are so many ways for us to share the gift of God through Jesus Christ. As we gather at his table and are fed and nourished, as we are sent out into his world, you are called. You might have been wrapped up in that net, but you were made children of God and now you're being sent. You're being sent out in, in the name of the one who came for us. And so I, I hope that we all will take that opportunity, take that time to share God's love. Not the law, but the love of God in Christ Jesus. Because that is a powerful, powerful message for the world to hear and a message that the world needs to hear. So as children of God, united with Christ, let us go and do the work that has been set before us. Not just this week, but every week. Amen.